Do you seek the freedom to pursue greater meaning and purpose in your life? Is there something that you're passionate about that you'd like to support by giving time, talent, or money? Do you seek a level of financial freedom to live an ideal life as you uniquely define it? Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier, a show dedicated to helping you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. Thanks for being with us. Like Jeff, I'm also a certified financial planner professional. This show is all about helping you discover what matters most and helping you get your actions and resources in alignment with your financial goals. We combine excellence and wealth management with the pursuit of meaning and purpose in your life. Jeff Bernier is the founder, president, and chief investment officer of Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, a wealth management firm in Alpharetta, Georgia, a suburb in the greater Atlanta area. All right, Jeff. So what's on the plate today? Well, Mike, um, you know, we're, we're rolling into a new year and um, I don't know about you, but um, I indulged over the holidays in terms of my diet and eating and enjoying. How about, how about yourself? I'm trying to recover from that myself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I we went to a, um, a Christmas uh, brunch uh, out at the Atlanta Athletic Club and the food spread was incredible. I mean, it was like a football field long of choices. And um, I don't know, do you, do you have a strategy when you go to those and you see all that food? Do you say, okay, I don't want to eat the cheap stuff because I'm, I don't want to fill up or, or do you, my strategy, just go for it. My strategy is usually stay away from anything green, <laughs> right? So, because that just takes up room on the plate that, you know, yeah. is, is uh, meaningful real estate for something else that might be a little more uh, tasty or a little worse for me. That's my strategy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I usually go up and sort of survey the landscape and get real strategic about, okay, where I'm going, my first trip, second trip, and, and so forth. And uh, so anyway, so I thought today what we would do is we would just do a little um, a little buffet. So we would just maybe touch on two or three topics I've been thinking about here recently and some things as we as we roll in, into the new year. All right. Okay, so uh, so what's on What's on the plate first? What do you what do you put on there first? All right, so let's let's put on the plate first sort of year end stuff. I mean, I'm sorry, beginning of year stuff. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, and we've talked about a lot, um, uh, and through various coaching programs that you and I have been involved in. I mean, we're both pretty intentional about setting goals, and um, and so as we rolled in, as we finished last year and rolled into this year, I began thinking about resetting my goals and thinking about, um, and my normal process is I would take a day or two and, um, think about a bunch of different goals and in various categories. So what I would encourage listeners to do is, as we've talked about, um, many times about putting the big rocks in first, what are the big categories that matter most, you know, uh, you know, family or health or faith or work and fun or whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. so think about the rocks first. What are the rocks? What are the major categories? And what I used to do is I used to set a ton of goals in each category. I mean, I'd have five or six goals in each category. And it reminds me of a quote uh, recently. I was reminded of a quote that I saw uh, some time ago from, um, from David Drucker that it said, if you have more than five goals, you have none. Ah, because a challenge that I have is focus. 
And so uh, this year, instead of setting a ton of goals and all these categories, I decided to just set one major goal in each category that is a driver. And a driver is defined as a goal uh, that if you accomplish that one, a lot of other things will just take care of themselves. Have you have you heard of the the book or, or another another book to consider is Atomic Habits? It's a similar concept oh, where yeah. where if if you get this one thing right, it has this cascading effect where you can easily get a lot of other things right. That's what it sounds like, Jeff. Yeah, that that's uh, so I'll, so I'll get to that in a moment when we talk uh, to Atomic Habits because that is a phenomenal book, by the way. James Clear, I think, wrote yep. that book for for the audience and. Um, it, it um, what it does is it takes the goals and helps you create the activities that will drive you to the goals. And that's partly where I was going to. So I set these, so I set these five big drivers, one in all these, all these key areas. Um, but it also occurred to me that um, if you don't put the activities behind the goal, nothing will happen. Yeah. And I was reminded of a, another book that I read several years ago called burn your goals. Uh, Josh uh, Metcalf um, wrote a book many, many several years ago called Burn Your Goals. And the point of the book was don't focus on the goals, focus on the actual actionable activities and then obviously develop the habits around around the activities. But one of the things that I'm uh, um, I've been reading to start the year, I've been reading Tommy Newberry's book that I read a few years ago called 40 Days to a Joy Filled Life. And it's just 40 very short chapters on things to have a joy-filled life. And we talked about this a lot in the show, mm -hmm. but one of them was about visual visualization. And so I do believe that we have to use our imagination. So I think my realization that I had as I was going through all of this uh, and that I would encourage the listeners is I would say, number one, visualize who you want to be, visualize the outcome. Um, because our brains will go to the negative if we, if we don't, you know, if we don't go to the good stuff, the negativity around us will drive us to the bad stuff. So number one, visualize who you want to be um, in, in as vivid as you could possibly do it. And number two, set some smart goals around those, but not too many, just focus on the drivers, focus on the big things that will result in a, uh, other collateral benefits. So number two, set some, some smart goals. Number three is burn your goals metaphorically, meaning don't focus just on the goals, but focus on the activity you can do this week that drives you to the goal or this month that can drive you to the goal. Um, and then number four is um, measure, uh, measure the activities. Yeah. Because if the, you know, I've, I'd heard many years ago, uh, what gets measured gets done. Yep. So create the activities, create a scorecard and measure and measure the, the, you know, measure the activities. And then finally just, you know, enjoy the process. Don't, you know, don't get too wrapped up in, in the process. So that was just some things as I rolled into the new year that I was trying to do better because I used to have all these highfalutin multiple goals. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to focus on these, on these five and decide the activities that will drive me to the five, mm -hmm. keep score. And then once a week, just reflect on, 
on how we're doing. Well, so that was so that was uh, item number one on the on the buffet. <laughs> All right. Well, what I love by that is you is you start you visualize your outcome, and so many of us get caught up in the whirlwind of the day to day life and you know uh, the routines and so on, but. But right now, January, this is a good time to take inventory of where you're at, but really where you want to go and then set right. goals. Not too many. Like you said, those steps are great, but set goals to help you achieve what you're visualizing there. So right. wonderful. Right. Very applicable, Jeff. So that's first on, on, on the plate. What's next on the plate? Yeah, the next one's a little tougher for me. Um, and so I had a great reminder on how we must be diligent Uh in gratitude um we have to um remember to be grateful because our ego um can get in the way right and so i had a we had a pretty interesting um holiday season um my daughter uh, my grandson who's awesome um and my son-in-law were here um staying at our house and they brought with them their lab puppy Mm. their labrador retriever um, in addition to my family, the, my wife and my son, who's in college, was with us, and our pets. Um, my father-in-law had some surgery, and he's had some difficulties with some health. Uh, my sister-in-law and her daughter were with us for a little while. So we just had a ton of people in our house and a lot of insanity. And as I mentioned, my, my, uh, my father-in-law was in the hospital and had had some surgery, and and he, he made a comment to my wife about, you know, how great it is that, you know, God gave you this house so you can hold all these people. Hmm. And my first reaction with that, well, well, heck, I mean, I saved a bunch of money. I've been diligent in my finances. I work really hard. Do they not appreciate what I do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just, I felt really, and, and then I, I just later that day, I said, I cannot believe I just had that thought that, um, you know, he was saying, you know, how great it was that I've been blessed with some resources and we had a place big enough to hold everybody. And I should be celebrating that everyone's in my house. And I was resentful that no one recognized the efforts that I put in to create an environment for this. And, and so, you know, so the lesson to me is just, you know, um, the ego can slip in if we don't uh, remind ourselves to be um, intentional about Mm -hmm. gratitude. So just be grateful. And I think there's a, you know, there's a paradox, you know, there's a, you know, there's, there's a yin and a yang, I guess, between making wise choices, right. Making really, um, good choices. So you could meet your financial goals Mm -hmm. or make good choices. So you could live in financial peace and make good choices so that you have a future that, you know, that is, um, that, that excites you. And that's on the one hand, you've got to make good choices and be responsible. But then on the other hand, you just got to recognize that we don't own any of this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and, you know, things happen that are out of our control and that, you know, that God is in control and that, uh, you know, count your blessings. Um, so anyway, so that was lesson number two I, was was just basically figuring out, you know what, I cannot believe that I had that reaction and what lesson can I learn from it? So that's, that, that was number two. Well, I appreciate your humility there to, to, to share that as an example for others, but, but it's, it's hard for me to, to miss the bigger overarching lesson. And that is, are you going into 2020 with gratitude? Or are you hoping that something happens in 2020 
that makes you grateful. And yeah. and I would encourage you, no matter what lies ahead in 2020, bring gratitude into 2020. Bring yeah. gratefulness in, no matter what the circumstances, right? Because we just, we don't know. And, and like you said, God owns it all. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Great. anyway, that, so that was number two. Was just trying to learn a lesson around humility and, and gratitude. So what's next? Yeah. So this one is, um, I think, a little bit more practical in terms of wealth management, at least. Um, so we did a podcast uh, a couple week, a couple months ago about the year end process and things that you do financially to get you know, to get the year, to finish the year strong and, and some things you check off. Well, I spent most of December doing a lot of client work around those issues around making sure they had the required minimum distributions and making sure that we uh, harvested some tax losses if there were some available. And if they were in low tax brackets, do we harvest gains at a 0% tax bracket? Just the craft of what you and I do every day. That's right. That clients don't see, but is really important. And so I went through that whole process in December. And a big part of that for us, since about half of our clients are living on portfolios or living on you know retirement income from strategies that we help them administer, a big part of that is liquidity. Do we have the liquidity that we're going to need for 2020? Do we have the resources? Because we don't want market risk with money that we're going to be using soon. And so I was going through the process. Um, it occurred to me that there is a big difference between a wealth manager and an investment manager. And so um, because um, some of the things that we do um, will impact uh, investment results. So to make the investments have a lower return than an all equity portfolio or even a balanced portfolio because we're going to escrow and make sure we keep adequate liquidity. Now, I know in my heart of hearts, that that is the right thing for us to do as a wealth manager. But if someone compared the results of that one household's finance, you know, investments relative to a arbitrary benchmark, this portfolio would come up short. Mm-hmm. And so the question that I ask myself is, do we want to do what uh, looks good or do we want to do the thing that will give our clients the highest probability of meeting their goals? That's right. And in my view, it's all about what are we doing that gives our clients the highest probability or a high probability? I guess I guess we can't say highest because there's a myriad of choices. But uh, what are we doing that gives our clients a high probability of funding their goals and gives them return on life that we talked about that Mitch Anthony talked about several episodes ago? So we want to get return on life. And part of return on life is confidence and clarity and financial peace. And we don't. So if I was just a money manager and all I cared about was investment results, our advice would be so much different than it is today because we're concerned about total financial uh, peace and total financial security, not just returns of some small arbitrary benchmark. So that was that just occurred to me as we were going through these portfolios because I've, you know, and clients that are, are you know, that we've served for many years get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just reminded me of there is really a difference between someone who's doing holistic, comprehensive wealth management and someone who's just managing a portfolio against some arbitrary benchmark. That, that's, a, that's exactly right. And, and hopefully that distinction is, um, makes sense to, to those of you listening. And that, that is that the investment performance is extremely vital and important. However, sure. it needs to fit within 
all areas of your financial life to give you overall financial peace. That's right. right. That's exactly right. And 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 um, I was um, I got an email recently from David Holstrom, who was our guest uh, on a show back in December of 2018. That was um, season one, episode 12. And David put out uh, a, a newsletter and he talked a little bit about uh, what makes a high quality firm. And he said there's really three areas that you've that you've got to have to be a high quality wealth advisor. And for the listener, as you are evaluating a partner, these are things that need to be in place. You have to have technical expertise, obviously. You need to know, you know, understand taxes and Roth IRAs versus traditional IRAs and um, required minimum distribution rules and all those kinds of things. Uh, you've got to demonstrate extreme caring, you know, not not just caring about doing a good job, but caring about the clients personally, right? Being a being a real advocate for the client. Mm -hmm. And then number three is operational excellence. So you can care a lot and you can be technically competent, but if you keep filling out the forms wrong or you keep doing paperwork wrong um, or, you know, you keep canceling appointments because you double book, you've, you've got to have some operational um, excellence as well. And so to me, it, when you, when you think about, what makes um, a good partner in terms of a wealth management partner, all three of those need to be in place. And thank goodness, this is why the unique ability concepts that we've talked about before is so important because you can build a team where some people in the firm are really technical and others are really good operationally and others might be really good with the relational. Yeah, um, You can often get all three of those in one person, but that would be, uh, I said often, but I guess that would be a little bit rare. So you do need to build to build a team. So that was item number, was that two or three, three, uh, that I guess? Was, that was three. So back back to oh. the bu buffet example here. I'm getting a little full, but I might have room for dessert. I always have room for dessert. Yeah. The last thing that I just ran across my, my desk recently was an article by Matt Ridley. So Matt Ridley wrote a book many years ago called The Rational Optimist. Um, and this is kind of a follow-up from our episode that we talked where we talked about um, the book Factfulness. Uh, we, we talked about Hans Rowling's book Factfulness uh, in an episode, I think that was in season two, episode six, where it talks about the world is actually getting better, but we wouldn't know it because it doesn't make good press, right? Mm -hmm. And so Matt Ridley had an article in The Spectator, which is a, a publication from the UK, but of course with the internet today, we all get access to everything. And it was a really good article in the the title of the article was we've just had the best decade in history dot seriously. And he quotes a lot of things that have incurred over the last 10 years, but, um, and, and it's, and it's, it, and it's not, uh, it's not debatable. You just look at the data, but, but you don't hear about it on the news. You don't hear about it because again, it doesn't make, it doesn't make great copies. So it says we're living through the greatest improvement in human living standards in history. Extreme poverty has fallen below 10% of the world's population for the first time. That occurred in the last 10 years. Um, and so bad things do happen, uh, but in the aggregate, things are getting better. So I would just encourage the listener to check out the article if you want to go to the internet and look for Matt Ridley. And, and um, you know, again, we've just had the best decade in human history. And really, a lot of it is about technological advance mm -hmm. and how you know, we're using a lot less land as an example hmm. to feed the world, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, because of technology and um, farming methods. Same with, with uh, the microchip and, and, 
and the cell phone, all the things you can do with a cell phone that you used to do with a compass, a camera, mm -hmm. you know, a map. I mean, you've got 15 different items that you used to do that you do now on a cell phone much more accurately. But in terms of the land, it said uh, by 2050, it's estimated that the an area the size of India will have been released from farming. Wow. And so what, so what that means is you'll have more, you can have more woodland, which brings back habitat and brings back endangered animals. And so technological advance and, and some of the things that we've, we've gone through. So I guess my point on this is I would just encourage the listener to check out the article, but also uh, not get too wrapped up in the negativity of the day that things are getting better. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Any, any final comments here, Jeff, before we close this one out? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would just um, I would just say, you know, what a privilege it is to spend a few minutes with with you, Mike, and your team and also uh, on the show and just encourage the, you know, the audience to, you know, to take some steps here as in January to to make 2020 a, a great year and uh, and enjoy the process. That's right. Wonderful. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier. We hope you found today's discussion helpful. And if you did, hey, check us out on iTunes. You can, uh, you can find us there. You can share episodes. Give us a rating as well. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. And also, don't forget to check out past episodes or check out Jeff's previous uh, or Jeff's blog at www.tandemgrowth.com forward slash perspectives. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Money and Meaning Show with Jeff Bernier, a show dedicated to help you gain the confidence and freedom to lead a life of personal significance and help you get your actions and resources in alignment with what matters most. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Jeff or Mike or comments on the show, feel free to reach out to us at moneyandmeaning@tandemgrowth.com. Or you can find us on the web at www.tandemgrowth.com. Jeff Bernier is the President and Chief Investment Officer at Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This show is a production of Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC. All information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as specific financial, legal, or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Listeners should not rely on the content of this podcast as the basis for any investment decisions. A professional advisor should be consulted and or independent due diligence should be conducted before implementing anything discussed in this show. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, does not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Tandem Growth Financial Advisors, LLC, does not make any representations or warranties as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information prepared by any unaffiliated third party, such as guests on the podcast, and takes no responsibility for the same.